0: This
1: is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, as we roll through a Monday, and uh, we'll hear from Dave Aranda tomorrow, because Richard Justice is now available, and uh, Richard has uh, been uh, covering this Rangers situation, and Richard, it's uh, always good to catch up with you. But uh, I, the Rangers, you know, usually once uh, the Cowboys get going, especially in recent years, it's, uh, it's slim pickings for the Rangers. But they did go ahead and kind of take charge of uh, of of the uh, of the news cycle last week.
0: They mess around. I, I don't think it was any surprise that um, Chris Woodward got fired. He he's one of the nicest people I've ever known. So is John Daniels. And I'll say this, if you put Chris Woodward in a different situation, if you made him the manager of the Houston Astros, they'd have probably at least as many wins as they do right now. Uh, the, the criticisms internally with the Rangers was that he didn't have any leadership. He didn't show – I don't know if leaderships leadership the right word. I never know what that is. Dave Aranda would have a better definition of that than, than, than I would. <laughs> but they didn't have any leadership in the clubhouse either. Corey Seager signed for all this money, and he's basically a non-presence in terms of leadership. And I don't even know what that means because when I was in Baltimore, Cal Ripken, Eddie Murray were criticized for not having any leadership, but they only, you know, they were only the two of the ten best players in in the game at the time. Both went to the Hall of Fame, so it's it's, it's different. But if you're managing the Astros and you go in there and you have a clubhouse that has Justin Verlander and Jose Altuve and Michael Brantley and Alex Bregman, then all of a sudden, and Martín Maldonado, the the engine is just fine. It takes care of itself. So I don't think – I think you put him in a different situation with a better roster, better players, he'd do just fine. John Daniels, I love the guy, but there's no defending, you know. I mean, they had – their player development system, they have not had a contribution from a first-round draft pick since they took – Mark Teixeira in 01 or 02. And that's, I mean, they had whole drafts that were wipeouts, and that's just impossible to defend.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, and I'm with you. I like John a lot, too. I, you know, I, it was kind of amazing that Ray Davis stuck with him for so long, and then at the end of all that, gives him sort of an ungracious. Uh, goodbye, uh, you know. Announces in a press release, he's that right. uh, well, Matt, okay? Matt, yeah, he's just, been relieved of his duties.
0: Yeah, right, Matt. Here's what happens when these billionaires buy teams. They come in one of two forms. Either they assume that they know everything. I think the Cowboys have one like that. That they are the smartest people in the room, and that they ought to be in charge. That it's not that complicated. Uh, Daniel Snyder with the the, the Washington football team. I Certainly I saw it firsthand with Peter Angelo and the Orioles. Or they assume they don't know anything, and they latch on to the only person they know that knows anything. We had that in Houston with Bob McNair, a fine man. But the only person he knew in the NFL was Charlie Casserly. And so everything Charlie Casserly said was biblical. And – Eventually, there comes a time where you just throw them out the door, you know. And does, do you think Ray Davis sits around and looks at the drafts of the A's and the Brewers, and you know, and studies all that? Do you think he goes to owners' meetings um, and 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 just looks around the room and go, "What do they know that I don't know?" Like if you're if you're on a team, you ought to be a fan. You ought to say, "What do the Tampa Bay Rays know that I don't know? What do the Milwaukee Brewers and..." Uh-huh. And The uh, San Francisco Giants. They don't do that. So he knew John, and I. I didn't think John would be fired. In fact, I I thought Chris Young was more likely to be fired. And, and here's the other aspect of that: if you've got a two billion, two and a half billion dollar industry, and you need the most important position in that industry, in that business, is the president of baseball operations, you're going to conduct a worldwide search. I mean you're gonna go look at the Tokyo Giants and every team and try to get the best person ever. Instead you hand it to a guy, Chris Young, maybe fine. But he has basically no resume and no qualifications for the job. And when you think about all that's involved in that position, hiring scouts, an organization, they do you have data analysts, do you have infrastructure? And it's hard to do now because these teams are so secretive. I, I know a guy that that told me one time, uh, the Yankees have the largest analytics department in baseball. And I said, well, how do you know that? Because they're so secretive about well, who's on their payroll and all. And he goes, because I went through LinkedIn and looked at every employee of the New York Yankees, and if the guy had an MIT, uh, an economics degree from MIT, I didn't figure he was the double-A pitching coach. All this is Chris Young qualified <laughs> to set up an organization There's no question he's not. He may do fine. Who's he going to listen to? You know, the funny thing is, John Daniels was this young guy from Cornell. We all assumed he was one of the nerds, but he was never that. He was a traditional player development guy that was the Rangers got so far behind in the data information age. And I, I don't know if they can catch up. And it takes millions of dollars in infrastructure and in hiring data. And then the paranoia that comes with it in like what's the next great, next great thing? These guys spend so much time what do the Dodgers know that I don't know? What are the Yankees doing that we're not doing? It's a, it's a, it's I mean if he stops and thinks about all that, he he might be overwhelmed if if he's smart.
1: Yeah, it's uh boy, it's amazing to think that Ray spends what five hundred million. It's kinda of like Ray woke up and said, Hey, okay, got this new ballpark. Let's go out and 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 spend enormous money on these two players. And and then of course it's like, well wait, why aren't we winning? Aren't we supposed to be winning? And and you know, I, I don't know exactly know what they expected, but you look at the rest of the team. You look at the rest of the roster. This is a team. Every year, Richard, when we talk we're like, you know, first of June maybe they're kinda of like, oh we're hanging in there. This is kind of interesting. And then, of course, it catches up, uh, and, and, and they just fade. Um, and and I, don't, I don't know what the – but I th- I find that interesting, what you're saying about Chris. And I, lo- I liked your column uh, in Texas Monthly, just the thinnest of resumes. And, and, right. and this guy was propped up based on, hey, he MLB loved him. Oh, Rob Manfred loved this guy. Well, that doesn't mean he was doing the things that you just mentioned. In putting all these things together, uh, the fact that Manfred enjoyed being around him in the in the Major League <laughs> Baseball, so it is amazing what these people tell themselves to they, to, to give these jobs. Uh, and, and And that's interesting what you said about John. I mean, I you you look at him and you think wonky dude from Cornell, but right. to see the the Rangers fall so far behind in that area is stunning. Because we think right. that all these guys are just so brilliant that that could never happen.
0: And, and here's the other thing, Matt. You can't buy a contender. You can't spend your way back into contention. You cannot do it. The Yankees and the Red Sox can't do it. When you look at their championship teams, their best teams, look at how many homegrown players are on that team. And if they can't do it, you, I mean, you just can't do it. If they can't do it, then the Texas Rangers – Certainly can't do it. it. It it comes down, and it's it's player development, it's the draft. The Dodgers are the gold standard and everything. And the one, one way to know that is to look how many ex Dodger employees are running other teams. And uh, you, you know, like, so what are they going to do to prop, prop up the rotation? They're going to go get two starting pitchers. Well, you need ten. How, you know, look at how many starting pitchers you need in a year. You need you need you need seven, eight, nine quality starting pitchers. All they 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 need all those guys, Cole Reagan, Kuma Rocker, all those guys to come through. But they're not going to come through next year. The the Kansas City Royals built a model franchise, and those guys started, Sal Perez and those guys started arriving in 2011 and 2012. Well, when did they become good again? It was 2014. Those guys, Moustakas, Hosmer, um, uh, they had to go up and come back and succeed and fail and just when all of Kansas City wanted to throw Dayton Moore out on his ear and the owner um, David Glass would not do that if the All-Star Break right of 2014 they turned everything around but when you think 2011 that's the end of the road we're we're, we're where we need to be and believe me that farm system they had is better than the one the Rangers have and the one the Rangers have is pretty good it takes time and you got to be patient and but you can't do it through free agency
1: Wow! It is uh, Richard Justice joining the Matt Mosley show.
0: (laughs) Sorry to be a (laughs) negative, but I mean it takes time. You know, in the meantime, like they have, what do they have going for them? They have money to spend. They have a spectacular ballpark. They have a bunch of players in the system that now people think are going to be good because when you know two years ago they had nobody, and uh, yeah. They're they're poised to be good, and not just that. Like, Evan Grant's been writing about this. When is Josh Young coming up? Tomorrow, by the end of the season, that's where you – that's what you know, when George Springer arrived in Houston, people could look out there and go, okay, I see the future, and it's not too bad, and that's what Josh Young represents. But the idea that they're going to zoom past the Rays and the other teams and be in the playoffs next year. I mean, maybe they will. It's easier to get to the playoffs now, but – It's a long road.
1: Yeah. Talking to Richard Justice on the Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. And it has been interesting to watch and uh, to see where this thing's headed. From a managerial standpoint, does – Tony Beasley, I mean, that, that guy seems like um, – uh, Richard, I, I like his uh, – on Twitter. I mean, the guy has some good motivational stuff. It kind of gets me going, you know, the uh, some of those devotionals that he does. It, it, this is a guy that's been around for a long, long time, and 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 he, he gets a little bit of an audition. Now, you and I both remember Bogart got an audition. What did he do? Won a bunch of games, and they ended up hiring Jeff Bannister. They didn't hire him. Um, is this Beasley thing – a real look, or do you see them going like a whole different direction? And, and do any of these sort of older, the Madden, bochi any of the uh, the veteran names do anything for you?
0: No, they don't. Any of them do anything for me. I think you got to hire a young guy, a younger guy. Tony's not a young guy. He's a younger guy. He's an energetic guy. He's a power, positive thinking guy. But I, th- I always saw Chris Woodward as all those things, too. I always thought he was great. Yeah, you know, I mean, he, he was knocked—I think—knocked think knocked by the front office for not punishing players. You know, and I, there's a story going around that Odalise Garcia stole on against a do not steal sign, and the front office were upset that he wouldn't bench him the next day. But instead, Chris talked to him and said X, Y, and Z, and Adelis understood that. Um, I, think it, I think. I think. I mean. I don't, think they have any, I don't think there would be a problem with hiring Tony. But what you have to understand is that the game has changed, and you have to let him know that. that things like lineups, pitching matchups, late-inning strategy – I mean, late-inning um, pitching matchups that you have available that day, um, a lot of those are going to be dictated from the front office. And, um, you know, like a Dusty Baker in Houston, I don't think he likes that. And I think that's why if he didn't go to the World Series – the Astros probably getting a new manager. It's a new game. None of these guys, none of these guys uh, like being told what to do. But that's the world we live in now. And don't call it analytics. I, I You know, people call, rip analytics. Just call it information. Oh, are you saying you don't want more information, that you have all that you need? Um, so, you know, and that's another thing. You know, Chris Young had played for a lot of managers but do you go and did, does he know what made him tick? Does he know the problems they dealt with every day and, and all of that? I mean, I you know I I used to AJ Hinch. We just have players lined up at his door. You know, I got my wife this, my uh, brother this. You know, like you, you're a, you're a counselor, a camp counselor. You're a parent. You're a friend. You're <laughs> you're a, you're a uh, a guy that has to kick them in the butt one day and put your arm around the neck. It's a, and more than anything else now. It's, it's dealing with the information from upstairs and selling it to the players. I know a manager, still a manager right now, player came in, upset he wasn't in the lineup, and the players started the conversation with this. Well, I know you had nothing to do with it. And the guy goes, like, hell, I didn't. And he let the guy talk him into the lineup that day. And I said, "Well, what happened? What did the front office doing?" He goes, "I have no idea. I will probably have a letter in my file somewhere." But that's the game now.
1: Wow. Yeah. And and that you know, I hear you say that, and I think about like Galloway covering it forever. And I mean, that was one of the reasons. I mean, you know, just that that thought of it being done that way. You're talking about now. You know, he couldn't accept that. Like that was like a whore, You know, there was thoughts that even, even with Wash, oh, John's telling him what to do. Well, that was already starting to happen around baseball, but right. It, uh, but, but if it's, they have people, more information, yeah.
0: than you. Like, I, I mean, I never thought yeah. it was in the in the movie Moneyball. You know, it's like, oh, the wall. There's a wall here. You don't tell me what to do. I don't tell you what to do. Well, look, boys, we're all on the same page. Let's tear down the wall. And let's yeah. let's have discuss the question is is like you have to have respect. Like I guarantee you the Dodgers dictate that Ryan for Dave Roberts. But I also guarantee that Andrew Friedman respects the job that Dave Roberts said and the effort he gets out of his players every day and how he's able in collaboration with the front office, that they listen to him, he listens to them, and together they get what they can from the players now again that's a situation where who's the leadership on that team well they got you got justin turner they got clayton kershaw you know they're in pretty good you know chris taylor chris Owens. They, they're in pretty chris taylor is it chris Owens? chris taylor they got pretty good they got a pretty good thing going taylor. There. but um so that's that's what we're dealing with but the you know the overall point is chris you're like the bus the dog that caught the bus now what are you going to do with it? It's, it's it's a it's a huge challenge.
1: Yeah, well, Richard, great catching up with you. Did you get um, did you get excited about Sark doing? Uh, <laughs> you know, sent Bianco out the other day to to basically tell the guys, hey, uh, we're starting uh, yours. We got Quinn, yours starting. Everybody, I just want to let everybody know. Uh, that that was interesting because I think somebody put their neck out on the line and said, "Okay, they're going with Hudson Card," and that did not work out. Which uh, that's a whole separate uh, discussion I, I, on fan I, sites and all that. But
0: <laughs> I'm on the Dave Aranda bandwagon. Okay, like I, I don't even. I'm going to oh, try to get. good. That, I'm going to grip that degree transfer program. I'm going to tell people I went to Baylor. I've I tell, I been telling them I went to Alabama. Baylor to by Alabama. choice. <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah we uh, we'd love to have you and uh all you need to do is uh read the development re-familiarize yourself with a velveteen rabbit and things like that dave aranda uh baron saint bears <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's an interesting guy uh for sure richard have a have a uh, have a great one good catching up with you i really appreciate it
0: thank you for having me matt
1: you bet you bet there he goes, Richard Justice, the man writes for uh, Texas Monthly. Had a big story on the Rangers the other day on TexasMonthly.com. You might want to check out. And uh, and he's really familiar. He's had a long relationship with John Daniels and and the whole group there, and so has a lot of good stuff on that front. And then, of course, covered the Astros forever, was a columnist for the Houston Chronicle, and then went over to uh, the MLB Network, MLB.com. And now... Writes for Texas Monthly. All right. Uh, Let's see what. Let's.